Hello again, listeners. Philip Greenlee here. Today I was going to talk about uh, something that we don't always look, you know, favorably on, but uh, I was going to talk about work, and uh, I was going to start out, you know, start out in Genesis. So back a long time ago, this is kind of interesting what I'm going to uh, t- talk about today. Uh, in Genesis, I guess I'm going to read Genesis 2, verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. You know, so when he, when they're saying to till the ground, you know, work does not result from sin you know it was part of the original structure of creation and it is tied to human identity and purpose you know work here's the interesting point work was around before sin entered the world you know back you know this is back before right before the uh you know the thing happened with the apple and everything and the sin had entered into the world so work was already around um i'm gonna now i'm gonna read uh genesis 2 verse 15 and the lord god took the man and put him into the garden of eden to dress it and to keep it so the Lord, you know, placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. You know, God was working at the beginning of the Bible. You know, and work is a good gift from God, a reflection of his character. And this activity, you know, work, you know, was around before sin entered the world. So, uh, after, you know, Adam had left the Garden, you know, he got frustrated with work. You know, and so we can too, you know, that's sort of that sin nature thing that, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, be saved from it, be restored from it, you know, try to, you know, not get lazy. And that's, you know, that's the big thing, you know, with the sin. We always, you know, we get this laziness that we, you know, we need our rest and all that. But uh, at times we, you know, start making excuses and we kind of get lazy and all but that's that that's that human sin thing you know there was a couple other verses i was going to read uh i was going to read some from solomon you know that he wrote um proverbs 10 4 he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. So what um, Solomon, this is from the chapter 10 of the Proverbs, you know, and that was the Proverbs of Solomon. And that really what that one's saying is, you know, lazy hands, you know, make a man poor, but diligent hands, you know, bring wealth, you know, and, you know, pretty straightforward. It, you know, that's just one of those Proverbs and, you know, I guess, you know, Solomon knew because he was really wealthy. 
I got another one from him uh, later on. Um, read Ecclesiastes 2.10. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. So this is back, this is from when, you know, Solomon, I think, was older then. He was, uh, you know, looking back at and all the things he had done. But, you know, you know, he was saying, you know, he didn't deny himself anything, you know, that his eyes desired. And, and he refused, you know, refused his heart no pleasure, but then... Uh, his heart took delight in all of his work, and this was his reward, you know, for all of his labor. But this was a a repetitive theme, you know, uh, from Solomon. It, you know, joy comes from wise and rigor, rigorous work. You know, you know, he just he kept, you know, harping on that. But that was one of the things that he was always saying. You know, you could get joy from all that uh, hard work, you know. Okay, now I'm going to switch over and talk about, uh, I guess I'm going to talk about laziness. And um, you remember, the, if you remember the parable of the talents that, you know, Jesus told, I think it was in Matthew, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember the story, but, you know, this man, uh, you know, he had to be kind of wealthy. He had servants and everything, but he was going to go on a long trip. And so um, he entrusted the different amounts of uh, money to, you know, three of his servants. You know, he gave one five talents. He gave one uh, two talents. He gave one one talent um a talent was really like a measurement of uh precious metal you know so it was worth a considerable amount you know but uh he must have already known you know his servants pretty well but uh, the one that he gave the most you know did the best and the middle you know did okay and the third one, not so much, you know. The first two put their money to work, you know. They they gave their money to these exchangers, these uh, guys that, you know, so they could make money on it. You know, if you'd give them money for a while, then, then you'd make some money, like kind of like the bank does now, you know. But then the first one, you know, all he did, he buried his, you know, uh, and and got nothing from it, so... They took, you know, the one talent from him and gave it to the, the, the guy that had the most. But um, I'm going to read uh, Matthew 25, 24 through 30. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw. 
And I was afraid, and I went and hid the talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtst therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall he be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, that where he was saying, you know, I know that thou art a hard man, you know, was a, you know, that was a false understanding of his master. So it's really was this servant, you know, that was his excuse for laziness, you know. And in verse 29, God give abundant grace to those who are faithful with what they have already been given, you know. So, so Jesus is saying, you know, uh, God will give, you know, abundant grace to those who are faithful, you know. And, you know, Jesus says, you know, he loves the person, but he strongly dislikes this lazy attitude, you know, that keeps them from reaching their, you know, maximum potential. Okay, now I was going to uh, talk about Paul and uh, when they were, you know, getting that early church going and everything, and um, they they were ran into some laziness, you know, and uh, I was going to talk about that. Okay, uh, Paul, Silas, and Timothy had uh, founded this church in Thessalonica, and uh, they were writing back to it in Second uh, Thessalonians. I'm going to read this. Uh, near the end of their letter, they uh, were talking about uh, people being idle, you know, lazy. And I was just going to read Second uh, Thessalonians 3, um, 6 through 14. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behave not of ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should you he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread, 
But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. So, you know, the Paul was, you know, first when they, first they were saying if you, you know, didn't work, you didn't eat, I think it's in verse 10. But um, now they were saying, you know, if a man was idle, don't associate with him, you know, and uh, make him feel ashamed and then warn him, you know, about his idleness. So, you know, they were having some trouble. And they must have been having a kind of ongoing trouble because I know in First Thessalonians they had mentioned it too, you know. So they were trying to address these people, you know, just being lazy and not doing much work. But then they, you know, they wanted to eat when it was time to eat, you know. But that's... uh. That's the thing with that one. Uh, you know, I think Paul hoped that the the what the lazy, idle, you know, Christians would be ashamed. You know, when they were ashamed, you know, they would maybe repent. You know, in response to being shunned by the community, and I think that's the action he was taking there. Okay, I'm going to leave you with one more verse. Uh, this is by Paul. This is going to be uh, 1 Corinthians 15.10. Um, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So, you know, Paul felt that God's extraordinary grace, you know, to him was because of his extraordinary response. You know, he, Paul, you know, if you think back, he was before uh, his conversion and everything, you know, he was a, he was a persecutor, you know, of Christ's people, you know, and this was an and he had that unusual conversion and everything, but Paul, you know, from all of that, you know, he he was a lot smaller, you know, he was kind of a smallish guy. He was smaller than the most of the other uh, disciples, and but uh, he worked really hard, you know, and that's kind of the, what we need to look at, you know. Let's, let's get out there and try to work hard. Let's just get out there and, and respond, you know, to the God's grace, you know, kind of like Paul did. Okay, guys, that about does it for this time. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.